Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a really worrying figure. The number of times the ambulance service here in Northern Ireland have administered a particular drug to reverse overdoses. The drug is called naloxone, I think is the proper pronunciation of it. And it's administered to reverse overdoses. How many times have paramedics arrived to a scene where someone had overdosed on drugs and they've had to use this particular drug that they carry on board to reverse the effects of the overdose to try and save the life of the person who is suffering? Uh, how, How many times during 2019 do you think paramedics have actually used that? Would you, If I was asked that question, I would say, oh, Northern Ireland, maybe, what, 20 times? You know, would be would be would have been my guess, and what, what would yours have been? Would it have been higher than that, Frank? Maybe fifty, fifty. I, I almost feel that this figure isn't right. Eight hundred and seventy-six times in one year. Eight hundred and seventy-six times. Let me speak to Chris Rantall from Extern. Um, Chris, good morning. Hello, Frank. Chris, I, it's it's hard to believe that people are falling foul of drugs overdoses, whether on purpose or accidentally, at that rate, 876 administrations of naloxone by the paramedics. Yes, I mean, Frank, it is, uh, it's very uh, concerning, very worrying. However, I suppose the other way of looking at it is that it's very heartening that uh, so many people's lives are saved by the administration of this drug to them. Um, in, in those kind of quantities. Another factor, though, that's quite interesting alongside it is many, many overdoses are reversed by naloxone by other people uh, other than the uh, ambulance service. So, for example, staff working in homelessness services or somebody that lives with the person who has a, a, an overdose. So the real figure in terms of um, total numbers of overdoses reversed with naloxone may be a couple of thousand, in my estimation anyway. It highlights the shocking issue there is with abuse of drugs or is abuse too strong a term? Might some of these people be accidentally taking more than the prescribed medication or are these people uh, simply addicts who are going through the trauma of being an addict or are they individuals who are attempting to end their own lives? What's, What's the backdrop to so many examples? 
I think all of those examples, to some extent, are, are the case, although I really can't comment about deliberate intention to, to end somebody's life with an overdose. We know that the vast majority of opioid overdoses are accidental, and the vast majority of overdoses which turn out to be fatal are uh, when somebody has mixed a range of different drugs together, classically an opioid, alcohol, or some sedative-type medications like benzodiazepines. Most people will have heard of diazepam, and that's one of those some of the people who are having this drug administered to them to cause the reversal, would they be through the experience a number of times? Uh, administering naloxone a number of times to somebody else? No, the, the or, receiving the naloxone, would, 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 would it be the same patients time and again? There are a number of people who tend to overdose quite frequently. Um, thankfully, that number is quite small overall. But they are people who are at much more risk, actually, of uh, having an overdose, which then becomes fatal. We know that if somebody's had an overdose in the past, particularly in the last six months, and more, particularly actually within the last four weeks, their chance of dying from another overdose is uh, markedly increased uh, for the next six months. And which drugs, in ordinary layman, laywoman's terminology, are we talking about? What, what are these drugs that people are, are taking okay. that they need reversed? Okay. The only drugs that naloxone uh, reverses the overdose effects of are opioids. Uh, and opioids include things like codeine. Um, some people have heard of cocodamol. That's available over the counter in chemists. And other drugs such as tramadol, um, oxycontin, oxynorm, uh, pethidine, opium, heroin, methadone. Um, so it's a huge family of drugs which are known as the opioids. Yeah, is some at the absolute extreme of being illegal, and others that you can basically get in your in your in your in your own cabinet above the above the sink. Yes, I mean they range drastically in strength. So, for example, codeine would be um, about the weakest of uh, of those drugs, and then another type on the other end of the spectrum would be the fentanyls, which is a, a family, but one of which is called fentanyl and has been kind of notorious in, in North America at the minute for the damage it's causing there. The, the fact that the use of the drug to save the lives has gone up by something like 40% in just over a, a, a year, is, is, there, is there some good news in this story or is it just so depressing that I find it almost difficult to talk about? Yeah, it's, it's almost both, Frank. Uh, in a way, it's great news that so many people have survived, obviously. So that's one way to look at it. And in the other way, it's very concerning that so many people are experiencing overdoses. Um, if I was to venture an opinion on that, I think that what Northern Ireland has done is rapidly catch up with other parts of Western Europe and the same sorts of difficulties that have been present there in other major cities. Um, so Belfast would be a comparator, I suppose, but if you look at Liverpool, what happened in Liverpool 40-odd years ago, 30-odd years ago, is starting to occur uh, here. And any other city of comparable size in Western Europe does tend to have these issues. And is is it tending to be city centric as uh, 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 as opposed to been splashed all over the countryside? 
Yeah, no, it's 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 spaced throughout the country, uh, in my opinion. Although there is more of a concentration of it within the Belfast uh, city area, and that's partly because of the population size in the in the city area, but also because some of the support services that people uh, need to get uh, and try to get into. So, for example, many of the supported accommodation facilities, which probably would have called hostels uh, years ago, a lot of them are based in in kind of the greater Belfast area. And so for people who become homeless perhaps and have difficulties with, with drugs and drug dependence, they may migrate towards Belfast and therefore it seems as if you know we're seeing much more of the difficulty there, whereas in fact the problem exists all throughout the country. We do tend to think in the police maybe they could do more to stop heroin and illegal drugs, but what can be done to correct what is happening there, there, there's, there's, there's more input needed than simply from the PSNI is it being taken as yeah. seriously as it should be taken? I think it is. I think it's taken extremely seriously, notably actually by uh, agencies such as the PSNI and the police and the probation board and the housing executive and many of the statutory sectors outside of the traditional health uh, family. So everybody is working very hard to try and decrease the likelihood of these overdoses uh, occurring in the first place and then to manage them where and as they do occur. So, yeah, I mean, there's probably a little bit of depressing reality to set home within the kind of the Belfast uh, community, and really that is that once uh, drugs like heroin and some of the other drugs that I've mentioned there are much more easily available through supply networks, illicit supply networks, they don't tend to be eradicated easily. And I've spent a career looking at this and trying to look at ways that things can be managed. And the best advice that I can give to people is that we will have to get used to this as, as an issue. Uh, it doesn't tend to be eradicated. The initial response from people is we need to get policing and other resources to get rid of this problem. But when it becomes entrenched as it has, it's, it's very difficult to do that. And I've never seen an example of it being done successfully. That is depressing. It is, uh, Chris. But as you say, you've been working a lifetime in the field, externs, drug and alcohol consultancy. Um, th- thanks for speaking to us this morning. Thank you. Pleasure. That is uh, Chris Runtall uh, with uh, uh, a reminder of the challenge uh, facing this part of the world and probably everywhere else as well.